we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our emergency freedom alerts for August 31st, 2020. And I want to make a quick uh, correction here. I played a video uh, clip in the last part, and it was on John MacArthur regarding his church not going along with the um, all the insane mandates that they're implementing on California. Now, while I'm for that, while I'm for the churches uh, bowing up to this tyranny, um, I did not realize it was the same John MacArthur. I, for some reason, I thought it was a different one. And it's the same one, though, that I've got a 36-page file on uh, re exposing, okay? And it's not me. It's just a lot of documentation exposing this particular pastor. This, some of the titles range from John MacArthur Partners with the New World Order, Conceals Vice President, VP Rockefeller's Foundation Funding, John MacArthur Freemason, Merovingian Druid Links, uh, John MacArthur Straight from the Pit of Hell teaches that people who take the mark of the beast can repent and be saved. And he's been a preacher for a long, long, long time. And there's, as a result, he's one of those ones out there where there's a lot of information regarding him. A lot of information that's very easily verifiable. Like I said, I've got a 36. I could I could do probably, based on the information that I have, at least a four to five part study. So, just because I play a particular preacher regarding something like that, doesn't mean I'm coming into full agreement with everything he stands for. But I yes, I do want the 501c3 churches to go against this wickedness, to to resist it. You know, obviously with all these mask mandates and, and the, the testing and the, and the coming vaccine. I mean, most of the churches are just telling their parishioners, just go along with it. Uh, wear the mask, take the tests, and get the vaccine when it comes. I've given you those quotes. And, and again, this is what I'm just truly trying to do with this ministry is, is warn, inform you of the devil's devices but I also don't you I, I don't want you wallowing in all of this information either because these are the devil's plans. Most of what we're talking about, or a lot of what we end up talking about, a lot of it falls on the lines of being the devil's plans for not only humanity but for the Christians. Um, but the devil's not the one that's in control. God is actually in control, and we always need to bear that in mind. And I've I've um, I'm gonna. I'm going to try to get this clip in at the very, very end of this study where um, an audio clip that I'm going to play that, that I'm actually um, guilty of because I, I, as a watchman, I'm trying to constantly find this happy medium between warning and putting fear in people about what the devil wants to do to you with all of these wicked things. And... I don't want to do that. <laughs> I've, I've talked a lot about uh, Debbie Downer Tavares and Doomsday Dave Hodges and, and these types of, of ones. And now there's things that you can glean for sure. They've got some great information many, many times. But what a lot of people fail to do totally is commingle that with scripture. Uh, commingle that that we're not to focus in on the devices of the devil constantly. So I'm going to really try 
from now on out, from here on out, to kind of retool this ministry to a certain extent where, yeah, I'm still going to warn. That's what I'm supposed to do as a watchman, but also to always keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And whatever plan that he has for you individually, because he has different plans for every one of us. And if we're wallowing in all of these devices of Satan and wallowing in fear, that's not of God. That's just not of God. He, he's not given us a spirit of fear. And it's the, the problem I'm trying, the, the hardest thing I'm trying to do is that there's so many things to warn about that are legitimate that I do want my listeners to know. But it's also them at the same fine line of, okay, well, I don't want to put them in abject fear and then they're paralyzed in fear and, and, and that's not Christian either. So pr pray for me that, that I'm able to, to um, get that happy medium, that balance because it's harder now to do that than it's ever been before in ministry if you're a watchman it's so incredibly hard to do that uh because there's so much negative information and there's so many of satan's devices being implemented on the daily and i'm of the opinion i want to warn my listeners I, okay i want them to they need to know about this they need to know about this or this or this but i need to be more selective and I don't need to report on every little tiny wicked thing that's going on on the planet. Because, but if there is things that can affect you, I still, I, I want you to know about it. But I want you to also understand that God is in control. So, um, I'm going to just kind of do, cover a few stories here and try to get that video in, that audio in that I'm going to be playing regarding that subject. Um, and again, I'm just going to touch on this real quick. Tales from America's COVID college campuses. And again, this is something that I want you to be aware of, but I don't want you to wallow in it. Because if you've got like um, anybody in your family that's considering going back to college and these types of things, like literally going on campus, you may. This is something you may want to be aware of. I'm not putting this information out to scare anybody, but it's something that you want to be aware of. College campuses have transformed into some of the most restrictive environments in America. Uh, comment says colleges college gulags is what they are uh, where will there be jobs for these kids the job market is being destroyed america's colleges are returning to uh, students are returning to campus this fall semester and many are finding themselves in an environment that no longer resembles an academic institution but something closer to a correctional facility for young adults it's not just a handful of schools that are pursuing extreme restrictions and punitive measures in the name of stopping the spread of the coronavirus which is absolutely non-existent as we pointed out in the last parts but something that has become now a nationwide norm because again if you give the devil an inch he takes a mile college campuses have transformed into some of the most restrictive environments in america yesterday after hearing about these conditions i sent out a post on social media that's the person writing this report asking for testimonials from students parents and educators the responses below are some of the many replies i have received discussing what students are experiencing in colleges and universities and that have allowed their return now, i'm not going to even get into any of that and this is an example of me okay i've informed you about this i've given you a heads up if you need to explore that further here's the link okay it's going to be probably on about page 27 of the pdf for this uh date for uh august 31st 2020 anyway you have that if, if you need to look at that because that is i mean it's just one after another after another and a lot of them are, are 
Some of them are small. Some of them are the biggest colleges you can imagine. Uh, University of Alabama, Ohio State, you know, it kind of runs the gamut, but it is absolutely horrific what's going on. Uh, on a more positive note, this just broke uh, in the last uh, couple days. Shocking footage captured the moment hundreds of German protesters tried to storm the historic Reichstag building. Police barricades were overwhelmed by furious protesters who were demonstrating against the German government's COVID-19 protective measures. A violent confrontation with police at the gunman parliament broke out after a day-long rally, which drew nearly 40,000 protesters to the Berlin streets. They blew whistles and brandished placards declaring, Stop the coronavirus lies and Merkel must go. Similar protests also erupted across European capitals in London, Paris, Zurich, although these rallies were smaller in size. And they were trying to downplay it and they were trying to, you know, demonize the protesters. But the fact is, is yes, across the world and other, not so much in America, but in other parts of the world, they are having, they are mobilizing, they are coming against this, which is a very, you know, that's something good and that's um, something that we, you know, kind of an answer to prayers. But we just need a whole lot more of it. And then, this is from a listener, Robert. COVID-19 protest successes across Europe today. Note how the mainstream media call them coronavirus conspiracy marches. Because they've always got to demonize and belittle and try to discredit you. Images from London, Paris, Berlin, Copenhagen. There, Then there is the laughable undercounting of the numbers. Because they'll say, yeah, five people showed, you know, some you know ridiculous number. These are mass demonstrations for freedom. They did this in Berlin about three weeks ago, and hundreds of thousands participated. The police count was 17,000, though. But it was hundreds of thousands. But in this age of instant videos are there to show the truth. That's true. YouTube pulled the video of the huge Madrid demonstration after a few days. I have noticed that, it, I mean, YouTube's gotten to the point where it's total 100% Nazi Germany Gestapo now. I knew that day was coming. It's a big reason I never really got... My, my um, original H5N1 avion flu presentations and my presentation on like silver, those are all still up there. But that's something that was posted like, you know, 10 years ago that I've never really messed with. But anything current that's really exposing the agenda, it's all being taken out. Rich, Richie from Boston just got... And again, I don't agree with everything that guy says, but... um. Richie from Boston just got his main channel removed. And I mean, it was like, I don't know how many subscribers he had. It was tons. And then his other channel he was locked out of. And I'm like, and I, I thought to myself, why did you ever put all your eggs in that basket? I don't understand. I mean, you should have been actively trying to get all that stuff off on another site like Brighteon or BitChute or some other site ahead of time because you knew this day was coming. I did, and I kind of practiced what I preached because I knew my day was coming with sermon audio because I was too radical for them. And uh, thank God, a, a longtime listener, Tim, had already started setting up another website for me. And that was contendingfortruth.com. And then when it did happen, yeah, we were caught a little bit flat-footed when I got kicked off, especially when I was totally lied to by the owner of sermon audio that I wasn't going to be. Um, anyway, um, and that did happen, so I, you know, I'm not speaking slander, it's exactly what happened, <laughs> I'm being pretty nice about it anyway, um, regarding what really happened, I think I, I think I've went over that on air before, a anyway, I got kicked off, and thank God we already had this other website kind of up and running, 
Um, I'm not saying there wasn't bumps in the road regarding the transition, but man, if you see that coming down the road, you know, make other uh, provisions so that you you can keep going. You know, I'm sure he will. I'm, but I don't know if he's going to be able to like take his other videos and repost them on another channel or whatever. But I mean, man, trusting in YouTube for for that is like trying to trust Satan. They're going to take you down if you're putting any kind of truth that that's threatening the new world order you know so yeah he's he's pretty much all off youtube right now and i i expect to see that one after another for anybody that's putting out any kind of level of truth on alternative media you know and that's why these other platforms it's it's kind of vital to go to them now i understand the bible says the night is coming when no man can work if they hit that internet kill switch if they totally if things go totally sideways and they totally take over the and it's all going to be a moot point you're not going to have any more access to people like me or anyone else in alternative media anymore, most likely, unless maybe shortwave or whatever. And it's, you know, it's going to be you and, and whatever knowledge base you've been able to compile and the Lord Jesus Christ and your family and, and whatever situation that you're in. And you're, and you're going to have to just kind of go from there. Um, and we're all going to be in that position, you know. And how soon that is, I, I don't know, but man, oh boy, I tell you, it's, <laughs> it's some crazy stuff coming at us here. So he said, um, then he goes on to, on to say, I've noticed that it takes them longer for their AI algorithms to spot and delete a non-politically correct video that are in other languages. When I forward them, I put them through the free online computerization translation program for English-only people. And... Um, then there was another report relating to this take off the mass thousands gather in london for the unite for freedom rally demanding uh back to normal now so there are some there are some really good stuff happening super good uh another one hundreds of patients parents protest mandatory flu shot and this doesn't even have anything to do with covid19 but they they are protesting mandatory flu shot by state health officials and then it says, just wait until they attempt to mandate the COVID-19 vaccine world nationwide. Yeah, well, I, I hope that there's millions that <laughs> push back on that one. Hundreds attended the protest at Beacon Hill to push back against the mandatory vaccinations. I believe this was in, yeah, not for COVID-19, but for the flu after Massachusetts public health officials announced it would be required for all school-aged school age children from infants to college students. And then you have this one. The awkward moment when the president of Ghana, the African country Ghana, goes on national TV and then in, in Ghana and then proceeds to tell the entire country about the satanic Rockefeller plan to put out the COVID-19 virus for global depopulation and to destroy the global economy and where to find all the proof. <laughs> so this happened. I give you the link here. I'm not going to put the, the one thing is, is um, his English isn't the most greatest and it's to be expected i mean i'm sure my guyanese isn't the greatest either in fact i don't know a lick of guyanese or or whatever language they speak but um i'm not gonna play it because it's kind of tough to a little bit tough to understand but yeah he did i give you the link here uh he goes on to disclose to the country where the virus was developed the fauci gates involvement in the satanic agenda and much much more i mean again this is definitely answer to prayer you've got major you know, leaders of different countries coming out and saying these types of things. Most of them are in the African countries where this is happening. I reported on one other one uh, weeks back. And then Ghana 
And then he tells Ghana that he is going to end all vaccinations. Vaccinations. Wow. You want to know a real leader who is not on the deep state payroll? Have a listen to this and pass it around. Yeah, he'd definitely be someone to keep on your prayer list. Uh, imagine if all the leaders of the world took this stance. Have a listen and be blown away. And I give you the link. And it says, if you place any value on, on our future and that of your family, Fred, you should spread this audio link far and wide as fast as you can. So, yeah, that's positive. Now, again, this is more of a warning. And I've said this before, but the coronavirus vaccines, I, I really too do believe the ones that will be introduced. I know a lot, are, a lot of them are in development, but many of the main ones are just loaded with aborted baby, you know. Uh, the aborted fetal cell lines that they're using to culture the vaccines off. As drug companies ramp up efforts to fast-track Trump's Operation Warp Speed vaccine program, uh, which, which are vaccine candidates for the Wuhan coronavirus, many unsuspecting Christians and conservatives are unaware of the fact that these jabs are slated to contain toxic ingredients derived from aborted human babies. And like many other childhood vaccines, such as measles, smallpox, polio, this new COVID-19 vaccines currently under development contain additives that were long ago spliced into, the, into existence using the remains of tiny babies murdered in the womb. And it goes on to give you a little bit. I, I just want you to be aware of that because it's not only going to permanently alter your DNA forever, but it's just one of the many more vaccines that are cultured off aborted babies. It just it shows you how satanic the vaccine agenda is. Over and over and over. Hopefully we should prove that to you over the years. Uh, this is from a listener, and um, long-time listener, and he went, I think he was on a job, and he, he's also a street preacher, and he was doing a job near this Andy, Andy Stanley's. I guess he's kind of a, a big deal preacher or whatever. Uh, Decatur Church in Georgia, uh, where he has turned that into a COVID-19 testing site. drive through. And he's walking by it, giving his appraisal. The mega churches are going along with the de this deception. They will push the vaccines. They will also push the mark of the beast. I can come to no other conclusion than that. And um, this is, again, this would fall along more the lines of, of warning and you being aware of what is actually going on in the 501c3 churches and how much they are actually going along with this, sa with this satanic agenda afoot here. I'm going to go ahead and play this. Now, I, I fast-forwarded a little bit where he's just getting to the church now. He's walking on foot, and he's recording, and you see, like, this big, like, steeple, and then you see this, I, I think it's a big, maybe, auditorium or whatever, and he's got the road on his left side and this parking lot to this church on the right side, and he's kind of walking between it. He's on the, he's on the sidewalk, and he's going to be walking by this drive-through testing center at this this mega churches that this mega church is actually sponsoring or whatever viral solutions over 19 drive through testing drive up testing drive up covid-19 testing so it's He's saying drive up COVID-19 testing. I've got it on the right speaker now. So they are administering COVID-19. I think what you're hearing is, is probably something like maybe hitting in his pocket or whatever. That's what you're, that pop you're hearing. Test at Andy Stanley's Decatur City Church. 
just want you guys to see this. No appointment needed. <laughs> nice. Viral solutions. Drive up. COVID-19 testing. Yeah, I mean, he's got these, I mean, they're so proud of it. He's got all these little signs, extra signs. And it's, it's like, you know, the biggest, greatest thing ever that they've ever, ever been able to offer to the community, evidently. Decatur City Church, 1995 Claremont Road, Decatur, Georgia. There you see it. This is what they're doing here. We're doing COVID-19 testing at his church. And being the fact that they're allowing their church parking lot to administer these tests, that tells you a lot right there. Yep. And this is gonna be the let same. me tell you, it's like this thing you drive under this little tent and it looks like it's it's waiting, there's a line waiting to get in. I mean, there's, I mean, they're, I don't know how many people they're testing per hour, but I mean, there's lines of cars way behind it. So this is something that evidently both his church and the community are receiving uh, very gratefully. Ministry who sold out to the false narrative on Romans 13 that we obey the government without any questions asked. This is gonna be the same kind of ministry that does the clergy response team yep. for FEMA. Amen. You I guarantee you, Andy Stanley's so-called ministry is part of the clergy response team. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're gonna be the ones administering the uh, mark of the beast for the congregation. Let me see, first it's a mask, then it's a mark. First it's a vaccine, then it's a mark. And this is what's going on at Andy Stanley's congregation. This is what's going on at his church. Got this lady, she's over here taking all these pictures. It's all right. We're gonna video, we're gonna video, uh, video it too. I'm not gonna waste my time talking to them. I thought about it, but it's probably better not to. Yeah. So, viral solutions. No appointment needed. in a few minutes and you have all these cars lined up getting their COVID-19 tests. In a lot of these tests, they say, and there's been proof of this, that are already coming infected. Already coming infected. So, I'm sure, you know, depending on how I word this video, depending on how I title it, it's possible it could get taken down. Um, but we just come against that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this video. I plead the blood of Jesus over the recording of this video. I plead the blood of Jesus. It's still up. <laughs> over me, over the channel, over the viewers of the channel. I just plead the blood of Jesus over all you guys. Because the enemy... He's not playing. I mean... He's not playing games, man. The enemy is not playing games in these last days. The enemy wants every single soul he can get. He is playing for keeps. He is playing for whatever soul he can bring down with him to the abyss. Whatever soul he can bring down to the depths of hell with him.
that's what the enemy is going for. And friends, we need to be vigilant more than ever. We need to be prayed up. We need to be fasting. We need to be in our Word of God. We need to be seeking the Father day in and day out. All this COVID-19 testing, all these false positives, all this infected, infected tests, you know, and they're giving, giving people the COVID-19. Oh man, we, we can't believe all this crap the media is feeding us. I mean, look at this video of George Floyd, you know, the uh, body cam footage of uh, the officer Thomas Lane came out and that body cam footage clearly proved the guy was resisting the whole time. He was very belligerent. Yeah. He was resisting. I mean, the whole the whole nine. But that's not the, the, the narrative the media wants to spin. They want to spin their own narrative to put people in fear, to get people protesting. You know, and it's the same thing with the COVID. They want to spin their own narrative on the COVID. And here we are today. So, yeah, I just wanted to show you guys that footage right quick. Yes, Andy Stanley, Decatur City Church, North Point Ministries, North Point, North Point Community Church, Gwinnett Church, Woodstock City Church, Blair, uh, Brownsbridge Church, um, Buckhead Church. They are definitely sold out to the beast system. They are definitely part of the uh, clergy response team for FEMA. And they are definitely going to be one of them who pushes the Romans 13 agenda. So that way you are guilted. And, and shamed and deceived into taking the mark of the beast. So if you're part of their ministry, I would recommend you to seek the Lord and get out of that wicked ministry because they are not feeding you the solid meat that you need. They are not, I can guarantee you that. Me and a couple other brothers, we preached outside of their, uh, their Christmas service at North Point a few years ago and they tried to have us arrested. They tried to go into my brother's pocket to pull out his wallet without even asking him. Uh, they trespassed us. That way, if he ever returned to North Point, then uh, we would be arrested. And the officer, I'm not gonna lie, he looked like he was one of two things. Well, definitely number one, for sure. He was definitely devil possessed. But number two, he looked like he was under the influence of cocaine. Now, <laughs> It is what it is. I mean, you can go back and watch the video footage and see he clearly looks like he's under the influence of cocaine. So, all right, guys, God bless you. Uh, Lord rebuke COVID-19. Lord rebuke taking those tests. And uh, Lord rebuke the false narrative they're trying to put. We love you guys. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we have that. And um, just another, I'm trying to give you a lot of different angles on what other Christians are seeing this type of stuff, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with them more. And then we have this, um, a email from a listener, a long-time listener, and she says, it bothers me a great deal about these Christians who just accept the lies and have no idea what's going on. And then I give my my comments regarding it. I'm going to read you her, her letter regarding this. She says, it bothers me because I lived in the most liberal, democratic place I could live. I had, and which I believe she's referring to as Washington, D.C. I had no Christian support at all, but the Lord delivered me out of this deception against all odds. So why is it he's not doing the same for them? Then she says one thing. He, meaning God, did not do this until I came out of the apostate church fully. Now, you've heard me address that subject many times, and my comment was, 
to her. Now I'm going to give you a lot more on this below. But I said I did not start this ministry until I did the same. That was like the springboard to start this ministry. Not to say my eyes just totally got open all, but I wasn't, this ministry wasn't going to get started if I stayed in that, that Baptist church I was at. It wasn't going to happen, you know. And I, I've given that report many, many, many times. Regardless of what denomination it would have been, if it was a 501c3 type church that, you know, was yoked up with the government and these types of things, a very high likelihood, you know, you're probably not getting all the, the truth. You're probably um, most likely being deceived on a lot of different levels because they have to watch what they say <laughs> because they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. And then she goes on to say, I literally just heard this message after a friend of mine who I totally believe is Christian, who is a good moral woman leading a righteous life against all odds, who is the poster child of being an overcomer, but is extreme at the same time is extremely deceived. So she says it's this paradox, you know, and has remained in the Presbyterian church. And she says, and I'm not talking about the small handful of separatist Bible Presbyterian churches that are out there. I'm talking about a daughter harlot church so that she knows of personally. And she's also from a Freemasonic family. And that also complicates matters. And again, you get into a lot of deliverance issues there, especially with generational uh, sins like that. Anyway, she told me just the other day she believes Tony Fauci is a national treasure. The devil that's at the that is at the head of the COVID-19 testing program. Tony Fauci. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. He's a national treasure. It's what she believes. And she is anxiously awaiting the vaccine. Now this is somebody that Patricia describes as a good moral woman leading a righteous life against all odds, poster child for being an overcomer, but unfortunately is extremely deceived. And in a totally daughter harlot church presbyterian church where she's at and she thinks anthony fauci's a national treasure and can't wait to get the vaccine i'm glad this communication was by email i know i could not have policed my face i mean i guess she had this conversation with her by email then she says i know another man who i'm certain is a brother in the lord who is also very deceived he listens to joel osteen all the time in fact he worked with me on the third shift and he has and he had a podcast going most nights i worked with him until i made the connection that voluntarily being under joel osteen's headship remember that concept for of whom a man is overcome the same he's brought into bondage when you go into these churches or if even if you're listening to them online okay if there's a spirit of deception coming through that pastor well, you're going to eventually end up being deceived and brought into bondage. He was voluntarily under Joel Osteen's headship. It ruined any discernment he should have at this late hour. That's why I've been screaming about that for years, how important it is, who you're listening to, this type of stuff. Or where you're going to church, that type of thing. Why well, I've always said, don't trust any man, just trust the word 
of God. Trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Draw nigh unto him. You know, because man can and will fail you. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm in whose heart departeth from the Lord. There are so many wolves in sheep's clothing out there that pose as ministers of righteousness, but they're ministers of Satan. Then she said, um, by putting himself under the headship of Joel Osteen, it ruined any discernment he should have at this late hour and ruined his ability to know what is true and what is false. And again, this is the quintessential essence of why the modern day 501c3 church is going along with all these lies and, and going along with the everything, every COVID-19 lie. Some of them have yoked up with Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Some of them just don't say anything at all. They're just like little, little, you know, um, they're afraid to offend anybody. They're afraid to do anything that, that might be caused, uh, construed as offensive. So they're, therefore, they're just totally lukewarm. And then she said, I used to laugh at people like Joel Osteen. I have repented. I'm not laughing now. This is pure evil. There's nothing funny about this. And then here's what she said about herself. By the way, I am less worthy than either of these people I am discussing here. So I am not some super sanctified Christian who the Lord was communicating to. <laughs> I mean, I knew nothing. I mean nothing. No one said anything to me about anything, but it started out with me having a bad feeling that something was very wrong and was being lied to, and that sent me on this quest. Now, I think what she means by that is that she, when, when she was in one of these apostate churches, like I was, okay, myself, and I didn't know anything really back then either. I, I had a little bit of a leg up on most Christians because the book that led me to the Lord was En Route to Global Occupation by Gary Kaw. Um, and that book really, it, it teaches the whole concept of the new world order and the Freemasons and the United Nations and the coming Antichrist. So that's a really good way to get saved it's through that book. That was kind of my foundation. And therefore, no matter what church I ever went to after that, that book was always in the back of my mind. The stuff that, now if I had just like proceeded from my Lutheran middle school that I went to and then my Catholic high school that I went to and let's say I got saved, I don't know, in some church, but never ever actually heard about the New World Order. Now granted, yeah, I could, I could read the Bible on my own if, if I was doing what the Bible said to be like a Berean and search these things out. And a lot of these things, I should come to that conclusion on my own. I mean, if you read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, if you read the book of Daniel, if you read Revelation, and a lot of, and then Matthew 24, and a lot of things about the end times, I mean, you kind of should come to it on your own. Now, if you're reading, like, some false Bible version, like the NIV, which has 64,098 less words than a KJV, that's going to mess you up, too. That's a whole other subject. You know, that's why I recommend only reading the King James that hasn't had all those words removed. And that's just part of the thing. If you want to know more about that, just key in uh, KJV in the keyword search box. I've done many teachings on that. Um, so basically she's saying that, you know, she's not saying that, oh, I'm so much better. I'm not some super sanctified Christian. Uh, she didn't know anything. But it, she started out having a bad feeling that something was very wrong and that she was being lied to. And that was the Holy Spirit nudging her. And then when she came out of the church, that's when God's really started showing her 
what was going on. Because see, if she was under the headship of some lukewarm pastor, she was in bondage. And it was spiritual chains that she couldn't see. And it was going to affect her discernment. And it was going to affect, I, I believe it really affects your drive to want to even know truth. And again, it depends on the individual, it depends on the pastor, depends on a lot of factors. Uh, then she says, one of the things I pray often is, Lord, I want to know the truth no matter how bad the truth is. My response is, yes, you answered your own question when you said, the Lord delivered me out of this deception against all odds, so why is he not doing the same for them? One thing, he did not do this until I came out of the apostate church fully. All right, and that's she answered her own question. And I said, regarding the apostate church, what we see in scripture, and these are just some of the verses you've heard me say many times, Second Peter 2, 17 through 19, these, meaning these types of pastors, are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. So in other words, their punishment is far greater than most likely most people that end up going to hell. And I'm not saying that because I'm gloating, because this is scary stuff, okay? When they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh. So smooth words and, oh, wow, it sounds so great and these types of things. And they could be the best preacher in the world or sounding preacher. But it's great swelling words of vanity. They allure through the lusts of the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in air. While they, meaning these apostate pastors, promise them, meaning their congregations, liberty... They themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought in bondage. You go, you sit under in one of these apostate churches, you're going to be overcome eventually, and then you're going to be brought into bondage. But again, like I said, spiritual change you don't see. So what I told her is I said, you're not in this bondage anymore because you have escaped According to what verse 18 said, those that were clean escaped from them. So when somebody gets out of one of these churches, it's, you know, praise the Lord, they've escaped. They're escaping this kind of spiritual prison in a way that seeks to bring you into bondage. And then the, the next verse, or I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians 2.11 you know, you hear me say this all the time. And again, I hate to say it, but it applies to this subject. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, which I, you kind of look around and all these Christians that are going along with the mask mandates, going along with the testing, going to go along with the vaccine. Their pastor's telling them to do it. They're going to do whatever their pastor's telling them to do. They're under a spell. They're in bondage. They're in strong delusion. That they should believe a lie. That they might all be damned who believe not the truth. But had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that would describe a lot of these churches. They're putting out lies or they're not telling them the truth at all they're telling them to go along with the government romans 13 do whatever the government says even if it contradicts the bible they're not being shepherds that 
you know, would lay down their life for the sheep, they're, they're hirelings that have no true love for the flock and are doing it for the hire, the money, most of the time. Maybe that's not the, the only motivation for all of them, but for a lot, sure. And then I said, I post this up with great sadness and fear of God, because I mean, I'm not, I'm not posting it because I think I'm Mr. Perfect either. <laughs> okay, so the final part, I'm going to try to get this in here. Uh, I'm running out of time, though, because it's a pretty long clip I need to play. But I got a listener, uh, I got an email from a listener named Chris, and he said, I've been a long-time listener to your show, and I've learned so much. I'm grateful for all the information you provide. Please, please listen to Diane Pullman's broadcast of her dream, which breaks down, she backs with scripture. It is something that you have not touched upon, but I really need, but really need to as soon as possible for your listeners. Satan is laying snares for the body of Christ at this time that we are not aware of concerning trying to use us as his mouthpiece. It is a double-sided trap, one for the speaker and one for the listener, meant for those who are unaware and those who are aware of Satan's devices. Satan is revealing his plans quite openly now to the body of Christ with the intention of paralyzing us with fear. This is a distraction. So um, I, I can't, you know accommodate every request but what he said felt compelling enough to me and i and when i did listen to it i said yeah i'm gonna go ahead and play this um because i really don't i really didn't hear anything unbiblical in here and definitely some things i'm guilty of for sure uh that you know i that's kind of why i made that announcement this at, at the start of part four because i need to be more aware of this and i apologize to my listeners for falling into this trap I, I mean it's so easy now uh you, you're torn between warning and then you know paralyzing everybody with fear and it's not my information obviously all i'm doing is compiling the information but it, it is something that that i need to be more careful about so i'm going to just go ahead and, and um go ahead and roll this this audio here Thank you for having me. And as always, before we get started, I'd like to ask the Lord's hand be over what's presented here. Uh, now, she's not saying she's a pastor or anything like that uh, from anything I can see. She's not doing that. But And I don't think she even does a lot of audios, but um, mostly it's writing. So I just want to kind of let you know that as well. And our sustainer of all things, we praise your holy name. And thank you, Lord, for providing this opportunity for your people to share, you know, what you're saying to the church in this hour. And, Lord, I pray your hand be over everything said, and your Holy Spirit minister to each one of us, each individual, as they need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, John, I, I really sought the Lord for his heart and what was to be shared, you know, what he wanted presented to to the listeners tonight and i mean there was so much you know like like what what you told me earlier there was so much um it's like lord what what part but i have to say what i kept getting was you must prepare her you must prepare her and i was reluctant to say that over the air because of of how it may sound but this is what i believe the holy spirit saying to its people. She must be prepared, saints. Um, you and I must be prepared. And every one of us who's volunteered to be used as a vessel, we have a role 
to play in that preparation. And Jesus gave some very specific instructions about this, and he told us everything we need to know, you know, and, and assured us that the Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. Uh, brethren, we have eyes, may we all pray continually to have those eyes to see and ears to hear, okay? Because I believe he's doing that in a mighty way today, if, if we're listening. Uh, but before I get started on what I've been led to share, I want to acknowledge, you know, the groundwork that's been laid. We know Jesus set up his ministry and, and gave gifts to men, you know, for, for the office of apostles, prophets, uh, evangelists, pastors, you know, teachers. But what we need to make note of is that these officers are for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, and, of course, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And that's talked about in Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 13. Now, it goes on to say, it's so we won't be as children, you know, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, you know, by the cunning craftiness of men who lie in wait to deceive. And we know Paul warned us of the wolves who would come in and infiltrate the church and, and all these areas that we just mentioned that Jesus set up. And, and again, that's just what we were talking about in the previous correspondence with Patricia uh, regarding, you know, her two friends. And then before that with Andy Stanley's church, my other listener that went there and they're doing the COVID-19. So we we're kind of on that subject. We've been on that subject, you know, almost th this just happened uh, organically I, I didn't really plan it this way. This was a last-minute addition, but it very much heavily relates to the last part of what we just covered. And immediately, and today we have we have about every window doctrine one could imagine, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at what's going on out there, everything that we're hearing. Um, excuse me. So what I'm led to share with you tonight starts out with an urgent warning from the Lord about what's happening right this minute. And, and how the enemy's laying entrapments for all of us in a particular area. Now, I want to share this. Um, let's see. Let me pull up while I'm talking to you here. I want to share a, a set of dreams. It's just two there first, because as we proceed, you'll see uh, the same thing, the, the same thread, if you will, rearing its ugly head as we go along. And next, after that, God willing, I'll cover what um, the Lord's showing and speaking about that we need to understand, and also what we'll be seeing shortly. Um, he is so good and gracious to show us these things in advance, because we're not to be caught off guard, right. uh, as, as we know it says in that in Luke uh, 21, 34. And thanks, we need to prepare our hearts for what's ahead. And there's only one way to do that. There's only one way to prepare. And because that's the most important part of the message, uh, I feel led to share that portion at the end. So I've kind of given you a, 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 a line, um, outline of the way I'm 
going to go about this. So let me begin, though, with that uh, recent set of dreams. And on the website, uh, below each post, many of the scripture references can be found there. And for sake of time tonight, I can only quote a partial list as we go along. But uh, this first message is titled on the website, The Devil's Mouthpiece. And what I want to do is read a portion of this one straight from the post, because I don't want to miss anything. All right. It was during the last week of July. There were two occasions where I was given dreams and visions throughout the night. And and they were very specific, and the Lord shown them to be an urgent warning to the church. Now, the first night I saw demonic entities laying out all kinds of traps. I mean, they, they were being put everywhere, some um, inside houses and uh, outside fields, et cetera, and they were in all sizes and being carefully disguised and hidden. That, that was what I was, it was really emphasized to me. Everything was being carefully hidden. And upon awakening, the Lord said, the devil is laying snares for the saints. And then... A couple nights later, all through the night, I would suddenly see a big black microphone appear out of nowhere in my dreams. And each time the mic appeared, um, I so would that was a microphone. then see someone standing and speaking directly into it. And as I began speaking, the Lord would say, the devil's microphone. And after hours of seeing and hearing this, the last thing the Lord said, right before or as I guess I was waking up, he said, these are the devil's mouthpiece. Um, now, what was, what was being said through the microphones? Wow, it was, it was from one end of the spectrum to the other. You know, the speaker's presented themselves as speaking on behalf of God. And there were uh, pastors and, and uh, just regular teachers and, and lay members, you know, all known by those around them as being Christians. Now, some of the speakers were smooth. <laughs> they were very smooth. And listening to them, you'd never know anything out of the ordinary that's going on in the world. You know, they, they weren't preparing their congregations no. for the days ahead. Um, no call. I mean, I hear this all the time on, like, Christian radio, uh, where I mean, these guys, I mean, and their, their messages, you, a lot of times you hear them, and it's like you can't really, there's really nothing wrong with the message. But it's not what they're saying. It's what they never say. It's what they never do. They're not warning at all their congregations about what's coming. And it's just going, in fact, they're doing the opposite. They're just telling them to go along with what they're, they're seeing in front of them, mask wearing. Um, now, granted, this is just about COVID-19. I'm sure it's a lot of other things that could happen, but mask wearing, take the test, you know, then take the vaccine and give in to the government, whatever, you know, that type of thing. And turning to God, no warnings to get their spiritual houses in order, nothing. Everything was status quo. You know, their message was, it was basically encouraging everyone to, to listen to the government, you know, the experts out there, 
Um, they were saying things like everything would eventually settle down and be as before. But God showed they were in fear of losing their position and, and status, as were the religious leaders of Jesus' day. You know, they didn't want to rock the boat. Now, and I said the other end of the spectrum, others came from an opposite direction that I heard, and they were speaking all things coming upon the earth, you know, and the messages focused on everything the kingdom of darkness has planned for Christians. And I want to emphasize that. Their focus was on what the enemy has planned, and, and a spirit of fear was going forth from them, you know, and I'll touch on that again shortly. But what the Lord's showing is, the devil's laying snares around every member of the body of Christ, the likes of which we've never seen. Okay, and these snares vary and are specifically designed for each one of us. And they come in all shapes and sizes. But one trap in particular is what God was showing me and bringing to my attention. This particular one is being laid for all of us. Okay, and in the Lord is giving us a heads up. You know, the devil desires to use you as his micro microphone, you know, basically as his mouthpiece. And it's a double-sided trap, you know, one for the speaker, the other for the hearer. As we know, mouthpieces of the devil are, are used in general, you know, to deceive. That's it. They're used to deceive. And currently, we're seeing a huge thrust to either... Um, a lull to sleep, or for, for those already awakened, to paralyze them with, with a spirit of fear. And, and what's especially effective for the latter group are the look what the devil's got planned for you messages. Okay, and, and here, again, this will be touched on more in a minute, but it's blowing up and magnifying all the focus is being put on what the enemy's doing, okay? And it's causing a lot of fear and anxiety. I've been affected, you know, by it. You've been affected. Um, we, we can all say that. And, and I, and I got to say, I, I've been used as this mouthpiece, you know, expressing some fear and, you know, things. You know, I didn't mean it that way, but, but uh, it came out, I'm sure, that way. But let's, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, obviously I'm guilty on that one, beyond belief. Um, and again, that's why I made that announcement at the start of the of the audio because I need to be more careful on what I'm putting out there. I don't want to just I, I yes I'm still going to continue to warn because that's my job. But I've got to I've got to be more cognizant of how I'm doing it and always focusing in on that this may be the devil's plan. And yes, it's good to have a heads up and an awareness of that, lest ye be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you. And the Bible says my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So there's a there's a balance I believe that has to be struck here, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna make more of an attempt to strike that balance better, and um, move in that direction. So I I apologize where I've done that. Um, I'm totally guilty. Have have no, you know I I spent a lot of time today in. Um, uh, just reflecting on this and praying and um, repenting to God regarding this particular subject. Um, 
it's it's just, it right now it's it's the hardest time ever probably in the history of humanity to try to strike a balance regarding this uh but yeah this the, i mean i i definitely um felt like that my listeners needed to hear this let's first point out right here so we don't misunderstand there's a definite distinction between those gods called to be pastors and and watchmen and, and prophets etc there's a di- distinction between them and the mouthpieces of the devil described above okay when jesus began his ministry it says in matthew 4 17 from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, and as scripture shows, Jesus spoke of not just, I mean, no, he spoke of judgment, okay? He spoke of the need for repentance, and he preached the good news of the coming kingdom of God, as do his true servants today. So there's a distinction there. You know, talk about the judgment. Jesus did. He talked about the need for repentance, and he preached the good news. The focus was the good news of the coming kingdom of God. But the Lord showing the same traps the devil laid out in, a, you know, in his attempt to catch Jesus are being set up again for his saints. And in Mark twelve thirteen, it says, they sent some of the Pharisees, and Herodians to catch him in his words. And in Luke, uh, let's see, that's 11, verse 53 to 54, says, The scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him, laying wait for him, and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. Now, I've just listed two scriptures out of many in, in the gospel accounts that show how the enemy's continual assault involved laying traps in an effort to catch something Jesus might say to use against him. And that's what's being laid and prepared for the saints now. Um, we're entering a critical time. And I believe, you know, I know this is being impressed upon all of us. We all feel that way. And most have never encountered this level of spiritual warfare and it's just beginning and i mentioned earlier how how this is a double-sided trap not only do we need to um, guard our lips so as not to be used as a tool of the enemy to project that fear you know doubt or anything not of god but of equal importance is the need to guard our ears Because what we're listening to, you know, focusing on, goes down into our heart. And as Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And let me say this, every saint has a microphone. You know, whether whether your audience is uh, on the other side of a pulpit or a neighbor, uh, friends and family, you know, words flowing from our lips or being received through our ears from others, they're either going to bless or have an effect like a, like a toxic venom, right, from, from the bite of a snake, you know, mentioned in Psalm 58.4. It can literally poison 
our spirit. So let me just give two or three verses uh, out of tons of scripture about this topic. But Proverbs 18.7 says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. And in Proverbs 6.2 says, You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Now, that's what we just read the enemy tried to do to Jesus, lay in wait, you know, to, to catch him by his words. It's what's being laid now for the body, you know, you and me. Now, Matthew twelve thirty six says, But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So either we'll be justified or condemned by what we speak. And in Proverbs ten nineteen says, In a multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Now, when the impact of this hit me, I mean, I felt like going off alone and taking a vow of silence. Um, I was very convicted. A holy fear came over me, you know, because by our words, we're either going to be justified or condemned. But... You know, we're not, we're not to go off and hide. We're supposed to follow the example and instructions of our Lord and Savior. And Jesus said he could do nothing by himself, but only do what he saw his Father doing. And could only say what he heard the Father say. So Jesus stressed, he stressed it over and over to his disciples, the need to abide in him. You know, he talked about that even before his crucifixion, the need to abide in him and, and um, uh, him and us. You know, uh, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So that, that really does imply reading scripture, uh, meditating on scripture, memorizing scripture, all those things. That was his main message that night. But, uh, saints, abiding in Jesus is the only way our words and actions will, uh, in fact, be his. You know, it's the only way for there to be nothing coming out our mouth that the devil can use against us. You know, we'll, we'll come back to this in a few minutes. But right now... Uh, abiding also implies spending time. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So... That's like your secret place, your 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 prayer closet, that type of, you know, getting alone with God, that type of thing as well, and listening to God. All of that is kind of encompassed in that abiding. Let me get back to this. Go to what the Lord said in May, and please bear with me because because this will all converge here in a few minutes. Okay. Let me take a drink here real quick. Okay. Those who know me are aware of how God uh, occasionally tells me, you have a short window. And I can count the times he's done that uh, on one hand previously, you know, until recently. But uh, until recently, it's it's always been regarding personal things like... Um, 
the death of a loved one or, or selling a house, a property, you know. It was always to advise me of the need to move quickly to carry out his instructions before particular events take place. And, and that's, that's just the way he's worked with me for, for quite some time. But, but thanks, he's begun telling me this again. And um, I've been hearing this since the first week in May, this, this year, the first week in May. And what's interesting is he began telling me this when the lockdowns began easing up here in my state. And, and let, me, let me first give the exact wording be, uh, that he's been speaking because it does, it does vary a little from previous times. So since the beginning of May, when the lockdowns here in Oklahoma began to lift, I've been hearing you have a very short window. I'm being told the saints have a very short window to prepare for what's coming. Uh, now, if you're listening to the news out there, you might think it's going to be maybe a second wave of the virus, um, maybe a deadly strain or something. And, and that, that might be, I don't know, it, it very well may be, but God has a surprise for the wicked. Things will go awry for them and turn upon their own heads. Now, not sure exactly how you know, how it pans out in the immediate future. But when the judgments of God begin, the wicked will be greatly affected and caught in their own net. You know, there's tons of scripture about this. But um, that's one of the main prayer tenets that, that we just prayed in part one is, you know, to let their own tongues fall upon themselves, have them in derision and confusion into the very pit that they've dug let them fall into it, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of God's doing. And that the righteous will be God and the Lord trusted in him and all the upright in heart with glory, according to Psalm 64. Look as an example at uh, Psalm 7, 16. It says, the trouble they cause recoils on them. Their violence comes down on their own heads. And in Psalm 19, 9, it says, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. God's totally in charge of his judgments. And, you know, when they do begin, there'll be no question they're from God. Uh, they'll begin and be carried out according to his plan, not the plan of the enemy. And so here we have a tie-in to the mouthpieces of the devil. You know, be careful what you speak and listen to, because a lot, if not most of, 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 you know, what's out there is the devil's plan and is not the way it will unfold, okay? Uh, that's what he's impressing upon me. And the Lord's plan is always to save as many as will turn to him. As those uh, listening now know, God's preparing an army to be used for the, that great rescue mission, you know, the greatest one of all time. And this army is being called together. Uh, the purification, uh, the selection process going on even now. And God reminded me uh, of Gideon's army, which started out with 32,000 men before the Lord whittled it down to 300. But this army will be very small 
in comparison to to the multiple millions of Christians walking the earth. Um, right now, the saints of God have been given a very short window to prepare for what's coming. And the coming events will be part of the final training, that, that purification, and that final selection process. And we know it's not going to be easy, but we also know God's faithful to provide all our needs. And I feel led to share now why the sense of urgency to prepare. Um, like I said, most of you listening already feel this, but this ties into uh, the remaining part of the message. Let me just pull this up here, another section. And throughout the night of June 4th of this year, 2020, I had a continual flow of, of and the only way I need to know to say it is a flow of apocalyptic dreams and visions. And this was all through the night. I saw groups of people fighting each other, and they ranged from very small groups to groups of several thousand in combat. And there were explosions going off in downtown areas, in, in the streets of cities all over. We just had that this weekend in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and then other places. And we know that's going to increase. America. And I saw buildings on fire everywhere. And then I saw it. I, I saw it. Scenes. From an open vision the Lord gave me back uh, on February 9th of 2017, those scenes began flooding my mind as I awakened. They were connected to what uh, he had been showing me all night. Immediately I was shown this vision is going to play out before our eyes in the days just ahead. And uh, he even told me the vision is for today. And what he showed me over three years ago is for now. And, and I'm going to share a portion of that 2017 post. And let's see, it's titled, The Land Must Be Cleansed. Then relate, uh, after I share this, an urgent message from the Lord. Okay, in an open vision, I was moving through the streets of a heavily populated city. And it was dark, and I seemed to be in the downtown area. I can't say which city because I was only looking at the, uh, down at the streets, and the streets were filled with blood, and the blood was at least a few inches deep. And there was this gigantic mop, and it was swishing back and forth, you know, through the streets, like it was cleaning up the mess. And I heard the Lord say, I have to cleanse the land. Blood covers this land. And then I began to see faces and bodies, and they were covered in blood. And some, some were screaming for help, and others were face down in the blood. And the Lord impressed upon me that some of the dead will be people we know. And I, I won't describe the rest of what I saw, but it was like a massacre had taken place. And then he said, the land must be cleansed. Much blood has been shed. You must trust me in this. I am a righteous judge. Your eyes will soon see horrors beyond your comprehension. But do not be distracted. Keep your eyes on me alone 
Do not look to the right hand or to the left. Do not hesitate to say what I tell you to say and do what I tell you to do, for I will speak and do through you. Some you will pull out of the fire. Some you will raise from the dead. And others you will extend your hand for healing and restoration. I will show you which ones. Now, that was the end of the vision. The saints, because the inhabitants of this world have not repented, they've not accepted the blood of Jesus as payment for sins, their own blood will soon flow in the streets. And unless we have massive repentance, that's what's getting ready to happen. For the Lord comes out. Now, I've been saying that for years, that you can't have millions and millions and millions of abortions alone. And God not eventually judge that. It's got to happen. The innocent, the blood of the innocent cried. If the blood of one man, one just man, Abel cried out from the land, and that was a big deal, how about the blood of, you know, a hundred million babies crying out, or wh- whatever that count is up to? It's it's got to be judged eventually. And and so what she's saying to me, I've been warning about for many many years regarding this. Uh, that that something's got to give regarding that whole matter. To punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, the earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain, Isaiah twenty six twenty one. It's all going to be laid bare. You know, as Scripture says, there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And God wants his people prepared for what's coming. He's calling us aside to meditate and spend time in prayer with him to examine and prepare our hearts. He's telling us we're soon to see horrors beyond our comprehension. And he's telling us not to be distracted by it. Can you even imagine that? Not to be distracted by it? Saints, he says he's going to speak and do through us. That's what Jesus said. Um, you know, he said he only spoke and did as he heard and saw the Father do. And Jesus said in Luke twenty one twenty six that men's hearts will fail them for fear of what's coming upon the earth. And if our focus is on these horrific events as they unfold, We'll become a target for the enemy to shoot an arrow of fear straight through the heart, okay? Paralyzing and rendering us completely useless for the purposes of God. Right. So God's telling us right now, today. So if we're operating in fear of, oh, what's going to happen? We're going to die, this or that, all that. And then we're going to become useless for God. Absolutely, utterly, and totally useless. And I, I, you know, I couldn't agree more. On the verge of battle with your enemies, do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble or be terrified. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. What man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house with the heart of his brethren faint like his heart. That's in Deuteronomy 20, verse 1 through 8. She really knows scripture, let me tell you. The Lord wants us to know. 
fear acts as a contagion and can infect those around you. You know, God's word is very clear. Do not enter this battle in fear. Another reason for God giving the urgent warning to not be used as the devil's mouthpiece or, or allow their message to penetrate your heart because of that. I'd like to briefly summarize now and then end with something very personal that happened the other day that I believe um, God wants me to share with you tonight. But saints, she must be prepared. You and I, uh, we've been given a very short window of time to prepare for the fight. And we all must contend for the faith delivered to us and fight that good fight of faith. And God's warning of the schemes of the enemy and of a specific trap he's laying even now in an attempt to catch something coming out of our mouth to accuse us, just as he did Jesus. Now, God reminded me... um, this afternoon, and I'll share it, how the enemy's always trying to duplicate the things of God. You know, speaking of that blaring microphone the enemy's using to create fear and confusion, God also has a microphone that he's going to hand the church his remnant. You know, she will soon begin speaking forth mysteries. She's going to speak the wisdom of God out that microphone, and it will astound all creation. And you talk about a fear factor. The kingdom of darkness is literally trembling in fear at just the thought of this. And the Lord's telling us our eyes will soon see horrors beyond our comprehension. But we're not to be distracted, okay? We're to keep our eyes on him alone. He says he will speak and do through us. That some will, will pull out of the fire. Some will will be raised from the dead, and others will extend our hand for healing and restoration. And he will show us which ones. He's telling us to gird ourselves, to gird up our loins and get ready. He's shown the only way to get ready is to abide, to abide in the vine, to abide in Jesus. Without him, we can do nothing. And branches that refuse to abide in that vine, saints, are going to wither, And they're good for nothing but to be burned in the fire. So what to do? You know, how how's this practically walked out? You know, I think we all know the basic disciplines of drawing near to God. Um, Now, also the what the concept of what she said about these uh, things that the remnant, this army that's being created, and I've believed this for years. I may not have said it a whole lot of times, but I, I have believed that. There is a hidden remnant all over the world that God is going to activate, and it may be very, very soon. As and I, I really believe it would probably be in conjunction with the church, modern day lukewarm Laodicean church being judged and being exposed in conjunction with this remnant going forth. Now, this is my opinion. It it may not go to pass that way, but it, it just I've always pictured it kind of being that way because it would seem scriptural um that this remnant would go forth and, and there's a, the, the bible verse that that always tends to come to mind to me is daniel eleven thirty two. the second part it says but the people that do know their god shall be strong and do exploits and i believe that's the day and times we're moving in so i, I look at this like try to look at it differently 
Try to look at it like, wow, what is God on the verge of doing? I don't care how horrific it may look. I don't care about whatever the, the mask mandates and, and the testing and all this other. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. You might be on the verge of losing your job. I know a lot of people are. You know, they're going to draw the line in the sand with the testing and obviously the vaccine. A lot of my listeners are in that position. But God can make a way where there seems to be no way. We can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know, through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. You know, there's all these Bible verses that come into my mind. You know, call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You know, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? So I really believe those are the types of Bible verses as it gets more negative and evil and dark that are good to at least in part dwell in because they are going to feed your spirit and, you know, remembering to put on the full armor of God and, and all the other things that we've talked about with prayer and like a Psalm 64 type of prayer uh, and being humble before God because humility is connected with and really the fear of God and humility, which are really connected, but that's all connected with you getting more wisdom, you getting more understanding, discernment, knowledge, protection from the Lord, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So, and, and those are things you have heard me emphasize a lot of the years. So I, I hope I'm, I've not been guilty of <laughs> like just totally being negative and, and all this other stuff. I have tried to interject a lot of scripture into this ministry over the years because i've tried to be cognizant of that but i admit i am guilty of 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 because the news cycle has been so dark and getting darker by the day too much focusing in on that i'm going to try to while i'm still going to be warning while i still will be mentioning these things i don't plan on doing you know like an eight hour study where we're going to be focusing on the devil's devices you know even though there may be things i need to warn you about but i can condense that I could condense that a lot and then just give you the cliff note version potentially and then let's look at what God's remedy is. That's where I'm going to attempt, uh, Lord willing, to take this ministry from here on out. So you should, see, you should see a shift from here on out regarding this ministry. Um, but anyway, let's go. This almost over here um, the, as far as what I want to play because I, I can only play so much because I'm already over on time. But I will provide the link. You can listen to the full interview because it's like a hour and 23 minutes um and i'm only playing particular excerpts of it the spirit of worship praise thanksgiving yes we're, we're told all the way through the bible yes yeah so praise praising god uh, worship music um those are very powerful weapons and and those are things that you know the joy of the lord is my strength that that's another huge huge remedy for the darkness Thessalonians five sixteen says, "Pray without ceasing, fast." Okay. Yeah, yeah. And now there's absolutely. a there's a particular article called "Fast and Pray" on the website. It has a lot of scriptures about prayer and fasting in that article. Fast and pray, repent. His mercies are new every morning. There, the website will be the, basically the link I provide for this audio. That's the part of the website. And we must stay in a spirit of repentance and be quick to repent. And let me close with this. Um, a couple mornings ago, the magnitude of everything come on me. Um, all I could do was take it all before the altar, okay? 
I laid down my life before. I uh, I laid it down, and you know, in essence, I was committing to Him that I would not give up, but I would Amen. press on to Amen. finish my course, this Amen. race, if you will, to complete the assignment given me before yes. I was born. And I acknowledged before Him that I knew. It would only be done by his grace. Notice how she said, before I was born. The Bible says that before, God said, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So I believe it was Jeremiah. So he knows us before because he created us before that. Maybe not our body, but the soul and the spirit were, were created prior to... Um, conception when you were conceived so he knew us before that and i took communion you know before him regarding this it was like it was like renewing our covenant you know i would not quit and he would provide everything needed yeah the lord's supper communion whatever you want to call it that's another thing that, that you can be doing uh, you know as much as you feel led um i like to get like unleavened the unleavened little crackers. Um, you don't have to, but I, I just, I kind of like to because that's the way that the, you know, the Lord's Supper was actually um, unleavened bread is what they used. And then I use grape juice. But I've done a whole teaching on the Lord's Supper. You can key it, you can do a search for that. It's actually under the salvation tab. And, and another thing too, if you're hearing this and you're not saved, the most important thing that you need to get right is that. So go to contendingfortruth.com. There's a tab at the top there. It says true salvation. And just listen to those teachings in that order. I walk you through the whole thing. It's a very extensive, complete look at that whole thing. Salvation, what to do afterward, what to expect afterward, how to grow in God, that type of thing. Um, it's it's comprehensive. Now, I'm not saying it's the only thing you, you would need, but it's kind of like as, as much as I could fit into one subject i tried to put it into that so i would definitely avail yourself to that i even pled with him not to allow anything to take me out until i crossed the finish line and i then um took anointing oil and i anointed myself for his use yes to be separated unto him that's good and thanks you know all i have to, left to say is um it's time it's time to lay down every weight and run this race with all your might. You know, I pray, I pray that all of us will meditate on these things that the Lord's shown and allow God to strengthen us and, and finish that work he's begun. So, John, I think this is a good time to hand the mic back to you. Okay. So, and then he, he actually talks then. So, uh, that's all we have for today. I'm, I'm kind of way over on time here. Uh, anyway, God bless you and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.